Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knights. Alongside me, we got David. What up, bruvs? What's going on, bruvs? That was a horrible, <laughs> horrible accent that I had there. But that's also known as Nightly. Freddie is still a little under the weather. Uh, he's feeling a lot better today, but I still forced him to take the night off because he doesn't like giving himself breaks. So here's your forced break, Freddie. <laughs> Can't ever say I'm not a good boss. <laughs> <laughs> but we are still a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. If you like that and want of extra horror content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? Okay. And just like that, we are ending off our month of I believe, which... <laughs> Holy shit, what a month, you know? Um I, I personally the, the the way we're recording this right now, like I just got to listen to the signs episode which um y'all did an amazing job by the way. I wasn't on you. that episode for newer I was excited listeners. for that episode. Yeah, Very y'all did amazing. That. It made me want to kind of rewatch it again where I was just like, "Oh yeah, okay, the great points." <laughs> so, I mean, that's the beauty of this show, right? So, Amazing, amazing. But on top of all of that, I mean, we talked about They Live. We had Cloverfield. Um, Last week, we uh, discussed, um, holy shit, uh, Life. We discussed Life, which was interesting. And we are rounding this out with not just a banger of a flick, but a banger of a flick that was chosen by our ghoulish knights over on Patreon Thank you so much. But before we even do that, we also want to thank y'all for keeping the lights on. And by thank y'all, I mean Alexis, Johnny, Layla, Eric, Kelly, Brenna, Daniel, Cyan, Carrie, Stu, Brandon, Anna, uh, Stephanie, Calvin, Drew, Andrew, Scary Stuff Podcast, Samantha, Patrick, uh, Willow, Jessica, Jared, Petra, Jasmine, Chantel, Rio, Mark, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and Freddie. Thank y'all so thank you much. All. Thank you, thank you. Keeping the lights on. Absolutely amazing. If you would like your name to also be shouted out for the next month, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. Tonight with a K. If you would like your name to be shout out, go ahead and check out our tiers to see where t- which tier that lays uh, lays you in. Also, if you would like to choose the flicks that we watch, you can actually do that at any tier. We host a poll on our Patreon that is exclusive to our patrons, where you get to choose the very last film that we cover for the show. And that last film that we are covering for the show for tonight, everyone, is Attack the Block. First and foremost, David thoughts first and foremost ghoulish nights fantastic job making yes. this the pick Holy this movie shit. is incredible it's a banger <laughs> it's a banger and uh <laughs> man i love this this movie i had a pretty fun ride watching it um and you know when what got me really hyped was the soundtrack's incredible uh, I think they knew exactly what, what they were doing with the stylistic approach of this movie when it came to the attitude, the style, the demeanor, the weaponry, um, 
the confidence and cockiness. Uh, I think they knew exactly what they were going for and they executed it so well. Um, I, I, you know, this is a great follow-up after watching life last week where we, uh, we had some critiques about the creature design. And I think you have a lot of interesting aspects that really hone in on creativity with the, the light up fangs, right? And oh playing with the idea of those being the eyes when we're introduced to them and realizing it's not. That's what I'm talking about. Let's let's yeah. get interesting. I think this is a step in the right direction and we could go even further from here. Um it's a grand adventure. It's a uh, it's action packed in a great way. We get right into it. Um it's it's refreshing too seen a UK take, right? Um, or a London take. Um, and that's, for us, that's refreshing. You know, there might be people overseas that it may not, it may be just another movie to them. But for me, I don't see a lot of UK films and this was so much fun. And uh, I'm going to sound like an ignorant American saying this, but um, it felt like I was like in a, UK rap song the whole time because <laughs> I'm so used to when I hear like UK rap, it very much has the same background soundtrack that's going on throughout the movie. And right. there's this distinct, like sexy voice that goes along with it with the flows. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I was, I felt like I was like, like beeping and bobbing while I was watching this. Every time music was going off, it was, it was sick. I liked it. Yeah, man. Like I'm, I'm right there with you, dude. Like this, this movie definitely does have such a veracity to it that is just beyond anything I've seen. And yet, at, at the same time, this movie's fucking violent. Like this yeah. movie is, it's like it really does go there. We're following these kids, and I dig it. Like this is the first time I've seen John Boyega do something quite like this. Um, I mean, I, I remember watching this movie. This, this was my third time watching this movie. And I remember yeah. watching this movie uh, back around maybe 2014, I want to say. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. This, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like, I'm having a really good time with this. And then I saw him in Star Wars, John Boyega. Yeah. I'm like, yo, that's the dude from Attack the Block. Like, this is going to be fucking crazy. Like, this is going to be great. Like, this is going to be awesome. So, like, that for me, that, like, was a huge surprise. And even seeing this movie and, like you said, the creature design, phenomenal. The fact that the creatures were blacker than black, like, to the mm-hmm. point where they were pretty much like a void and they had their hands, like, disappear and shit. That was really clever and really fucking cool. And the glowing mouth is genius. Like, it's such a very simple design, yet it really works. Yeah, I think it was great. Yeah, and and, I, and we'll talk about this a lot more because the fact that their that green mouth also kind of felt like a lifeline for them as well. Like, when they died, like, the green would disappear, and I thought that was really fucking cool. But... Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll we'll definitely jump into it a lot more because this movie fucks. <laughs> like this movie's amazing, <laughs> dude. This yeah, movie is so fun, fucking right? good. And I, you know, I, I, th- the way I had this poll set up. Now, now, I, I kind of want to share how I have the poll, um, kind of set up for everyone. Uh, because the way that this poll was set up, we have four flicks that we can choose from. Out of the four flicks that we had, um, we had, uh. Attack the Block, 
hold on, I'm, it's loading right now, y'all. My my bad. Hold on. Uh, but it's a, it was attack the block. Um, under the skin, which was fucking close, dude. Under the skin yeah. had a nice chunk of people who really wanted that. Sputnik. Um, and the vast of night, those were the flicks that we had up available, but 44% voted for attack the block and 38% had, um, under the skin. So, I mean, both of them would have been bangers. They're both drastically different movies, but Mm -hmm. I just thought that was incredible. Um, another thing I forgot to also mention is that they actually get our, our monthly catalog of what films we're going to be covering as well. So our patrons do get a monthly catalog as well. So if that's something you want to be interested, you're interested in as well to see what we're going to be covering for the whole month, then by all means, go ahead and sign up for that. Uh, because it shows literally every film we'll be discussing so kind of the show notes if you're interested indubitably but let's jump into this shit man because i am very excited to talk about this movie attack the block directed by joe cornish released july 29th 2011 with a runtime of one hour and 28 minutes with a budget of eight pounds or eight million pounds um that which is approximately nine million dollars a box office of 4.1 million pounds which is approximately five million dollars with a rating of 90 percent on rotten tomatoes we open to a starry night sky a meteor comes flying across the night sky as fireworks sound off the sky over the oval station which these fireworks mind you i don't know how long this night was this seemed like a really long night that's another thing we that uh i guess is not entirely clear but this whole movie takes the span of a night it starts at night it's the same night and a lot of shit happens in this one night so like I guess take Friday, the movie Friday, add aliens, mm-hmm. and then you got attack the block. <laughs> you know that, yeah. That's a good analogy right there. <laughs> like, like it all happens in this one night. It's fucking great. But a lot happens in this night. A lot of tragedy happens in this night too, and a lot of shit yeah. just is crazy. But a woman named Sam is on the phone with her mom as or as she's mom um, as she walks back to her <laughs> flat. Uh, while chatting with her mom, she walks past a set of graffiti as fireworks pop off be- behind her. She's startled, but continues moving toward her flat as she hangs up her phone with her mom. A group of hooded teens, Moses, Biggs, Jerome, Pest, and Dennis are standing in her path. Sam decides to uh, cross the street, but two of them ride past her on their bikes, while the others stand in front of her. Knowing that she's screwed, she blurts out an oh fuck as she's blocked as she's blocked in between the two and between the boys. Moses comes up to her, demanding for her phone and purse, taking too long for him. He grabs her purse, throwing it to Dennis to search it. He demands for her ring. She whines that it isn't worth anything, but he pulls out a switchblade, sternly telling her to shut up while threatening her. She promptly tries taking off the ring, but can't seem to get it. He grabs her. She yells for him to get off of her as she th- as he throws her to the ground, calling her brave, one of them telling Moses to hurry up before the feds come. <laughs> but fuck the feds uh, Sam <laughs> is finally able to uh, get the ring off they snatch it from her the meteor in the sky comes flying toward them they jump out of the way hitting it hitting and destroying a car I love how this comes back full circle of when we find out whose car it was <laughs> yeah that's a really funny reveal that was fucking amazing this movie's genuinely yeah. hilarious like, yeah. <laughs> this was so good 
But it's not slapstick. No, exactly. Definitely not yeah. slapstick. Um, she takes this opportunity to get the fuck out of there while Mo- Moses allows her to run. Them thinking that it's just a firework, Moses springs into action to check inside the car for valuables. While he's checking, an alien dog-like creature jumps out at him. As he is about to tell his friends uh, that there's something inside there, it jumps out of the car on top of him. He stabs it in the side. It runs through a gate across a field. The gang all try to figure out... Uh, what that was before making making jokes about Moses getting attacked. Moses swears that he's going to chase it down and kill it. This was like kind of sad. <laughs> like, I have I, to agree with you. Yeah. Like, I felt kind of bad about this like alien creature that was like hiding out and trying not to fucking die. Like, yeah, I felt very very aggressive. Far too quickly, it escalated really quick, and I was it like, oh, really "Whoa!" Did. Like it, like, yeah. but it, it sets the stage. It does. It definitely sets the stage, and like, it makes sense as of later for sure. But like, it was just really fucking sad. I'm just like, yeah, I agree. Dude. I was feeling the same way. I was like, "Yo, like, they're straight up, up like, we're gonna kill it," and like. Yeah. Having fun doing it. I'm like, whoa, uh, yeah, uh, they're it, hard out there. I'm like, god damn. I, it, like I was, I don't want to be in the ends. Like I don't want to be in the back. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. want to do that. Exactly. <laughs> the gang sprints. I, I no, I can't. No, fuck no. The gang sprints and bikes into action. Um, they uh they make their way to where the creature is shrilling and hiding. Moses calls for the pest to light a firework inside inside its hiding spot. He does so, throwing it inside. The firecracker exploding, causing the creature to shriek. Moses runs inside, attacking it as he calls for backup. The rest of them run, all run inside to help him. The boys are in disgust as Moses carries the creature out of the shed. Them all theorizing on what it possibly is. Pest theorizing that it's an alien. They all start mocking that it fell in the wrong place, laughing and chanting for their block. Moses holding the creature up toward the sky. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know what type of night this was to pop off fireworks like crazy all night long. Um, it was a little after Halloween that we learned later on. Right. So was it? I I mean, I'm not familiar. Yeah, I mean, I'm not either, but I'm very curious now on what holiday in England falls after Halloween that causes fireworks. Um, England holidays after Halloween. (laughs) Because it wasn't it wasn't like close enough to Christmas. Um, No, I didn't see it like it. Yeah, it wasn't close enough to Christmas. But let's see. All right, we found we found a list here of all the holidays in the United Kingdom. So right after Halloween, it is All Saints Day. Um, then All Souls Day. Uh, Remembrance Sunday. That might be it because that looks like that's more of an observance uh, versus being a Christian holiday. Even though I think All Saints Day, I think that's like celebrated throughout. Uh, Feast of the Immaculate Conception, which is also Christian. Um, a lot of Christian holidays I'm, I'm noticing here. <laughs> a lot of Christian holidays. Um, but whatever holiday it was, it was it was something that caused for a celebration. Multiple lights fall from the sp- from space overhead, London. Then title shot. Fucking amazing title shot as well. This was great. Reminded me of like a like a 1950s esque type of alien invasion movie right here. That was great. Yeah. Um, 
We move down to the Wyndham Tower, Sam running all the way back to her flat. Her neighbor, Margaret, checks in on her, um, uh, asking if she's all right. Holding back more tears, she admits not being all right. Margaret offers to walk her back home. Inside her flat, she's still in shock, holding a glass of water. Margaret asking if she wants a cup of tea. Sam denies um, as she's startled by the fireworks continuing outside. Margaret comments about banning them, sitting down, wondering what the police <clears throat> said. Sam claims they brushed it off based on based on it being the busiest nights of the year. Margaret argues that the kids aren't scared of the cops anymore, walking around with knives and large dogs, calling them fucking monsters. Sam agrees. I thought this was great context here for what's to come later, right? Because we have yeah. Moses, who very much uses a katana for the whole movie, um, and they they've mistaken the creatures as large dogs prior as well, Mm -hmm. which is great. Like this just to me just feels like a really good play on how they are choosing to um, perceive these children or these teenagers, I should say. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Fun thing about Moses, like I've always liked this movie mainly because the main character's name is Moses. And I feel like we don't get like names like that, like biblical names, I guess, in the Mm -hmm, sense mm -hmm. of a, just a regular movie. Um, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like I, like granted, like, yeah, we have like Elijah and, and stuff like that, but Moses is one that I feel like isn't used pretty often. And that's my name too. So I, I felt a connection. I felt a connection. Um, for those who don't know, I guess my full name is Prince Sir Moses Tom Tom Jackson. There you go. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. I didn't now know that. You know. Yeah. Prince Sir Moses Tom wow. Tom Jackson. Yeah. Sir, I have no idea. My mom just, that was just what she wanted. She wanted me to be <laughs> sir. So I guess in some ways I've I've already been knighted, but by my mom. <laughs> Got to Moses and the rest of the gang dragging the creature with them. Biggs asks Moses where they are going to take the alien. Pest suggests that they take it to Ron's. Since all he's doing, uh, since all he does is get high and watch the nature channel, knowing that knowing that he'll know what it is. Most of their phones ring and they carry on their conversation about the dead creature. However, Biggs is speaking to his mom about be, being home at a certain hour. Dennis is going through Sam's belongings disappointed that uh, that she's a nurse because they apparently don't make enough money. Eventually, they make it to their building flat. Four girls, Tia, Dimples, Dion, and Gloria, are standing outside asking Moses about his face. Pest shows them the alien swearing that they battled it. The girls all back away in disgust, not believing it to be real. He tells them to touch it, Dimples threatening him to... Uh, threatening him to get it out of her get it out of her face tia seeks confirmation that it fell out of the sky moses agreeing that it did she questions if the creature cut his face he agrees she continues questioning him wondering if it killed if he killed it he agrees she scoffs calling him quote-unquote bad breed pest fucks around with them scaring them uh, that is still alive causing them to flee the gang continues through the building hyping up moses about tia being attracted to him biggs tries gathering their attention so they can watch him make a particular jump to the other side of the stairs jerome pulls him down as he swears that he could make it two younger kids probs and mayhem are throwing stuff inside of a burning trash can the two boys wondering about the alien as they are all dis- as they are all in disgust but more intrigued by it. I fucking loves these kids, dude. Yeah. Prob and Mayhem. 
Yeah, what a they're bunch awesome, of little man. shits, and I <laughs> love them, dude. Yeah, oh same my here. god, it it's funny because you know typically characters like that, it's really easy to make them annoying, but they're very likable. Hmm. You know what? I want to actually bring this up. Uh, in the last episode, the previous episode, you mentioned that you hate how they force nine year olds in film to act like they're four. They totally exactly. do not do that here. Like these nope, are they, kids who are they nine, felt like genuine kids, yeah, right? and they just felt like regular ass kids doing some badass shit that they shouldn't be doing. That's a perfect contrast, yeah, because life got it completely wrong, and this movie got it completely right. Absolutely, none of the like, what, what color was it? And I'm just like, <laughs> like, like what were they that thinking? Shit. Like, it, it, this was very much like these kids were cursing and and just like they were about their shit. Like they they were kids. Yeah. They were just kids yeah. emulating older kids. And I feel like that's what kids do. They just emulate older kids. And yep. they this this was perfect. This was the perfect um way to showcase that. And have that on screen and have that play the way it's playing. Also, everybody, just a quick note. Um, this is mainly for David. Uh, please tell me to slow down if I am talking too fast. I am drinking a Coca-Cola Zero and I actually never drink caffeine. So That sounds amazing. Um, so if I'm talking too fast, if I get a little too excited, tell me to please tone it the fuck down. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk too fast. They wonder where the gang is headed, wanting to tag along. Um, along, excuse me. Jerome tries shoot, uh, shooing them away, but they continue following while the, uh, following them inside the large complex. As they are headed inside the Wyndham Tower, dragging the alien, Bruce is listening to music while waiting for the elevator. His phone rings. He answers it, and um, it is his dad. He shares that he he just left the movies while looking back uh, at the gang of boys coming inside. Beginning to lower his voice while hiding his headphones, he rapidly hangs up with his dad. The boys all standing behind him, waiting for the elevator Later, Bruce timidly tells them uh, that he pressed the button already. They ignore him. Once the elevator comes to their floor, they pump their way. They, <laughs> they pump their way uh, past him to head inside. He stutters that he'll just take the next one as the doors close. Meanwhile, Sam is speaking with the cops about her attack and giving a description of the boys. The cops suggest that she comes with them to take a spin down the block and then they can drop her off at her friend's house. But she denies being dropped off at her friend's house, not wanting to be run out of her own home. Cut to Pest buzzing the doorbell for Ron. He cracks it open. Quick cut to the uh, to the alien strung up on the wall, not sure uh, what it is while standing next to Bruce, trying to rationalize what they are looking at. Not concluding what it is, he goes back into another room, telling the teens that they discovered something non-terrestrial in origin. They all bust into la- burst into laughter as he admits that they beat the shit out of it. Dennis claiming that they get uh, that they could get rich off of this. They all speculate who to sell it to. Bruce admits that um, that he took a zoology module at the university, n- university uh, knowing that the alien doesn't belong to any taxon uh, he's ever studied. Ron comes back into the room, introducing Bruce, calling him a reliable customer. Bruce tries to, um, to get a pound from Dennis, the gang all laughing. And I love how uh, Dennis was like, oh, get the fuck out of here, blood. <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> like, they really, like, it was great. Like, they were the perfect fucking it. set of kids to really yeah. emulate this, like, I guess British hood type of way that they just 
have it there. Like it's fucking amazing. Like it's the sticks and like yeah. you, I love, cause one thing that I really enjoy, I guess about British hoods is that in the sticks or in the ends or whatever, like th- they're hella diverse. Like and yeah. they're actually like this. Like it's just like everyone's like, if you're, if you're poor, in England, like you're gonna be with everybody. Like you, you may yeah, be I've with like that too. someone who's black, who's white, who does, doesn't really fucking matter. It's just like it's just the way it is. So yeah, I don't know if um, I mean this is ignorance speaking here, but I don't know if this is a typical um, kind of approach to language. But I love how this crew like would just say one word and that'd be the sentence. Like allow it, believe. Yeah, like, yeah. I love believe, that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's or like they they would even say it, it was it's kind of like a Jamaican slang, and only the black folks said, um, said it in the movie. I noticed, but it was like, uh, God, I can't even I can't even say it, like wassum or something like that. And I think it was like what's up, but it was like wassum. Oh, and he was like, gotcha. So, yeah, so, so I thought that was also really fucking dope as well. That they're they used every bit of slang and they didn't sugarcoat mm-hmm. it like this movie wasn't made for an american audience and it shows yeah. and i think that yeah. is fucking beautiful because this movie was 100% made for brits who enjoy this shit and have a good time with it and if you're with the fucking shit and you like the culture then go for it yeah you can you can watch this movie too and potentially understand it and get some things off of it um but like yeah, this is a movie I needed the subtitles for where I was like, yeah, like I, <laughs> there's some things I can't understand what they're saying, not based off of how their accent was, but more so based off of like the slang that they were using. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I know it was the really most refreshing. It was very refreshing. And the most common one is in it. And like that was in like it. the main thing they were saying, like in it or believe. Yeah. Like it was, just, it was great. It was fucking great. Trust. Trust, yes, trust. Oh my God, it's it's amazing. <laughs> God damn it, you know that it's just Ari Bonics here. I mean, Ari Bonics is pretty dope. I can't lie. Like you know, just, you know, fuck it, whatever. We got some dope ass shit too. Anyway, Moses gets up and meets Ron in the kitchen, asking to keep the alien in the weed room. Uh, that being the safest place on the block, Ron explains that he only works there and and to ask his boss Hi Hats since he's in the weed room. Ron takes Moses in the back to see Hi Hats, calling calling him a few times until he gathers his attention. He turns around, smiling when he sees Moses, asking him about his music. They all start rapping to the song together. Moses acting like he gives a shit, talks believes that he uh, he has a puppet excited um, excited as he approaches it uh, Moses shows him Doug still thinking that it's a puppet touching it and smelling it while asking him questions about it Ron mentions that he found it over the park wanting to keep it uh, keep it there tonight um it possibly being worth some money. Hi-Hats uh, tells him to bring it over. Tonks brings it to him. He takes off his shades putting on, putting on the alien's face laughing about it allowing Moses to get it there uh to keep it there asking if he if he still does if he still does some work for Ron Moses admits that he does sometimes high hats believes he's good to upgrade to selling cocaine making sure that Moses uh um, knows that it is his block. Back in the room, Prue is watching how pheromones work for female moths um, on the on the natural ch- TV channel. This was great. This was great context because we see that Bruce utilizes his 
innate knowledge that he obtains in this high moment and he's able to bring it back. He was like, oh yeah, like moths, pheromone scents and shit, you know, could be the yeah. same thing for these aliens. They grounded it, which was great. Super great. Ron calls Brewis, telling him to come on. Moses comes back into the room smirking, all his friends knowing that he just got a job. Trying to get him to empty his pockets while they all pile on him to congratulate him, Moses notices a flashlight outside, or a flash of light outside, calling them to check it out, noticing that there are more aliens are falling out of the sky. As they plow into the ground, Ron comes up, calling them calling them fireworks. Dennis um, correcting him that it's uh, it's an alien invasion, but he doesn't believe it. The whole crew about that action though ready to go down there and kill them they run out of the apartment chattering as they rush out you know this was the only thing that i didn't like about this movie is that there just seemed to be nobody else who knew about these fucking aliens and asteroids and shit that were falling out of the sky that's a really good point that was why the movie takes place during the fireworks holiday because a lot of people just assume it's just part of the fireworks right yeah, but at the but same time, really it's like, like, I don't know, you know, uh, maybe the fact that I they... I mean, two cops got slaughtered got eventually, fucked. right? Yeah, yeah, and they thought Moses did it, yeah. you know, so it's Good just point. like, I'm, I'm very, I was just very curious behind all of that, the fact that, like, nobody knew about <laughs> these fucking creatures, but yeah, whatever. Uh, the gang runs down the stairs, Jerome shoving his sister Roxanne and her friend Bubbles out of the way. He runs into his room, removing a large knife out of his hiding spot. Biggs runs in his home, his mom wondering when he's when he'll come back. He quickly explains that he needs the puncture, uh, the uh, the puncture repair kit uh, to fix his tire. She tells him that he's not going out again, but he argues that he'll only be 10 minutes. She grabs him, arguing that she means it. Pest goes to his home, his grandma asking about his leg. He excuses it and heads straight to the, to, uh, to his room to grab fireworks and a bat, kissing his grandma goodbye. Dennis, on the other hand, grabs a fucking sword. What? I love that, man. Holy I love shit, that. I was like, let's dude. get, let's get fun. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This was great. And this is, it, it, there's moments in this movie that play very much like a video game and it yeah. fucking rolls, man. It is so almost great. felt cyberpunk with them, you know, oh, like yeah. later on with the, the, the sword on the moped, things like that with the fireworks. It was great, dude. Like I really yeah. like the aspect of how these group of friends just knew how to, I guess, n- just knew how to work with their skills, their yeah. set of skills. Yeah. And I thought that was really, really cool and clever. Um, I mean, one thing I want to add is it's, you know, I keep seeing, saying this movie is very refreshing, but it's it's really refreshing to see a group encounter a horror situation and they're ready to fight. We're yes. not seeing them have to be forced into a corner until the point that they fight back. They're just like, let's fucking go. Like, right. let's do this. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. I love that. I love yeah. the fact that they're just like, yeah, we're going to fucking kill these things. And, it, yep. and it's crazy because later, oh, I mean, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, his dad is yelling for him to take his dog Pogo. He doesn't want to, but his dad uh, yells at him to take him. He calls for his dog as he runs down the hall with, uh, to him. Cut to Moses opening up his flat, his flat's door, but uh, we don't go inside. They all shoot out of the complex on their bikes and moped, probs and mayhem running quickly behind, not wanting to be left out. They pull up to the park, approaching the pod. Moses demanding for them to shine the light on it, getting a look at what 
uh, what was in- possibly inside, the crew all nervous that it is much larger and has sharp teeth than what they fought before. An alien streaks from across the park. Pogo runs toward it. Dennis tries calling him back, but he continues running toward the, the playset. Moses calls out to, uh, calls out to, calls out to, excuse me. Moses calls out that it's on top of the tower. Jerome not able to see it until he puts his glasses back on. The creature drops down, leaving us with Pogo's cries. Dennis shouts for his dog. Moses holds him back. Them all wondering, what is, what is it doing? The creature starts approaching them, bearing its glowing green mouth with sharp teeth that goes down to the back of its throat as you see it shrieks, causing them to all flee. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, man. What? What a genius concept. I have to agree. Like, granted... The CG does kind of play out a little bit in times here, but it still, in my opinion, works extremely well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, you know, there was never a moment where I was watching this and I thought this film looked um, 11 years old. I'll oh, say for that. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that what a great way to put that. Great way to put that. Mm-hmm. The gang running, um, the gang's running, immediately telling Probs and Mayhem to run. They don't run until they see the alien for themselves. Moses gets Biggs on, um, on the back of his bikes. The police right behind them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Blaring their siren, they all th- uh, throw on their masks as they ride faster and faster. Moses and Biggs shoot down a street, Biggs jumping off the back of his bike, causing him to fall. He tries to run, but they catch, they catch and handcuff him. The other boys on the bridge b- above, um, the boys, excuse me, the other boys on the bridge above, Pess yelling, hey yo, fuck the 5-0! But they all pull <laughs> the bull him down to be quiet. They peek overhead, searching him, finding drugs, the, the blade, and Sam's phone. He doesn't say anything or struggle with them as he spots the creature approaching them. They read him his rights, asking him if he understands. He quickly claims that he does, telling them to just put him inside the van. The police opens the back door, asking Sam if she's positive that's him. She is, giving the location of the rest of them on the walkway above. Dennis spots the creature moving behind the cars and Biggs sees another jumping off the top of the roof. The police moves, uh, the police moves, uh, Sam into the front seat while one cop calls in on his radio and the other is putting Moses in the back. Sam notices the creature moving behind the car. The cops both get attacked by the aliens, ripping them to absolute fucking shreds. She quickly locks the door. Moving in the back, Moses staring at her behind the glass. The creature jumps on top of the van. The crew wanting to save Moses, except for Jerome's smart ass. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of with Jerome. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, you know, it's that concept where it's just like you're fucked. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my That's god. It. But uh Pest brings out some firecrackers to scare them. Now, let's talk about this for a second. We technically, this is our first scene of just pure brutality of what to expect this film is how it's, how this film is going to be. Cause in some ways, even though, yeah, we see them attack this thing or whatever and it's inside of a shed or whatever, it still felt slightly lighthearted. And I don't know if it was because they're teenagers and there may be a group of friends or a pack of friends that, um, have kind of this very mischievous type of concept to them that still feels slightly innocent to the point where 
we just see these cops get shredded and blood splatters on the window. Yeah, I think it really comes down to this group's confidence and lack of fear, right? Because oh, yeah. they don't they don't present themselves in a situation of being fearful of the situation and actually ready to combat it. Um, as an audience, I don't think we we worry about them, and so we see it as lighthearted f- fun as far as watching this movie. And we they invoke a confidence in the viewer, thinking like they're going to handle this shit. They right. they could do it, you know. Like, yeah, they could kill these things. Yeah. So man, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Moses and Sam continue to be trapped in the van while the others try lighting the fireworks. Um, they light and toss them underneath the van, and Moses kicking, uh, kicking to excuse me, Moses kicking to get them to open the door. The fireworks sound off, scaring the aliens. Dennis takes this opportunity to run down there and try to save Moses. Um. I love how he says, cover me. It's like, cover me. And like, there, I'm just thinking to myself, like, with what? Like, <laughs> like they don't have guns. Like, what are they going to cover you yeah. with? And the fireworks. Yeah, I guess so. More of it. Dennis hops yeah. on the moped, going into battle on the slow ass moped with a sword. This was the slowest moped in history. He makes it <laughs> to the van, opening the door where where Sam is. The alien pops up behind him. He kicks out. The, he kicks. Uh, he kicks it out of the door, slamming it shut, opening up the area where Moses is. He moves to the other end, Sam locking herself behind the cell door. The cops left the keys in the van and it, where they decide to then take it. Running into an alien, it, it falling off, allowing them to run over it. Dennis calls uh, Biggs to meet them at the underground garages. Cut to Bruce walking down the street, finding his car all smashed up for the alien that dropped on it <laughs> earlier. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor Bruce, man. Yeah, poor guy. Like, he really couldn't catch a break in this fucking movie. And granted, he survived, but like, he just really couldn't catch a break. Getting hit in the face on accident. Yeah. What a funny moment, though, to to find out that that was his car right from the start. It was great. It was great. And I really like how it it all just kind of pieced itself together for us. That was just fucking ah, phenomenal. He is about to call Ron, hearing sirens, and hops over a fence, allowing them to pass. He explains to Ron that uh, someone bombed his dad's car, and there are cops everywhere wanting to come back to his place. Ron agrees, telling him that he has he has his binoculars, asking for his location. And, and another reason why I say poor Bruce is um, the fact that he tried leaving this fucking neighborhood multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just forced to come back each time. Yep. Bruce shares um um it is uh, excuse me. Bruce shares um his location, asking him what he sees. He doesn't see any cops, telling him to come back up. Dennis and Moses rush into the garage, colliding head first with Tonks and Hi Hats. Hi Hats um starts panicking or backing up in a panic. Moses also freaking out. Uh, in the van while Sam bangs on the door to let her out. Tonks reveals that it's kids in there wanting to know what, what to do. Hi-Hats commands him to get the gun. Dennis, and I, I, I love this. He's just like, what do you say? Get the tool? 
I think that's what he so. he calls it. He was like, he's like, it's like, I'll get the tool, fam. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, <laughs> get the fucking tool. Let's go. Let's let's see what happens. Dennis opens the door for Sam, apologizing to Sam about the driving, joking that he's getting lessons this Christmas. Um, she asks uh, what those things are. He believes it to be aliens. Moses suggests that she leaves. Dennis chiming in that she should leave before the situation gets worse. She gets up, at, uh, moving out of the van. Also felt bad for her too a bit, where I was just like, yeah, she also could catch a break. <laughs> yeah, totally. The, the rest of the gang shows up. They get out of the van approaching hi hats, absolutely pissed with his gun drawn. Moses is about to explain, but Pest takes takes over that there's creatures chasing them, quickly explaining the situation, wanting them to believe them. Hi hats doesn't believe it, talks knowing that the cops are going to be all over it, um, since Moses is still cuffed. He points the gun at Moses, wondering if he's trying to get over over moses moses's crew draw their weapons hi-hats chuckles um that they want to they want a war with him you know this was interesting like i don't understand why hi-hats was so quick to be hot-headed on this moment but like yeah i think he was about that um, action yeah dude <laughs> i think uh <laughs> i don't know why when he said he's about that action i imagine he's saying it in like a London accent, but <laughs> it very much seemed like he was about that action. It, it very much seemed like uh, his character was just written that way, right? That he is just a hothead. Yeah. Um, which is weird because when we get introduced to him, he seems super chill. Right. Exactly. And that's the, and I think that's why I was very confused at, at this subtle shift here. Like, I get it. Maybe you're pissed off about your car, right? But he doesn't say that. He thinks that, like, this is a setup where he's trying exactly. to have cops come to him. And I'm just like, how the fuck is this a setup? Like this, this sounds far beyond a setup. It's like, it's hard to believe, right? Like aliens. Like if someone came up to you, you know, I mean, maybe you would believe it. I mean, I would. I would. Yeah, like, like, I, I, I was, was like, like, yo, man, I saw this UFO. Motherfucker, where, dude? Take me. I want to yeah, see. I was, it. I was getting started to like make my case. If if you were in a situation, and then immediately I was like, "Nah, you would believe it." I would fucking believe it, dude. I'm telling you, man. I would fucking believe it. you're right. You're right, dude. You're right. I'm telling you, man. I would, I would believe this shit for sure. I'm like aliens. Oh shit! All right, man. Forget everything I just said. Like, <laughs> Pess explains again. Like, okay. Here's what I would have done though. I would have said, as Moses, I would have been like, "Yo, no, I got busted." And then mention the whole thing of like these fucking cops got killed and this is where I'm at. We we jacked their car and then this is where I'm at. This is it. So I think the thing about that is like it seemed like the the approach is like, oh, you brought heat and you had my stuff on you. So you're making me look bad because you let yourself get caught. Exactly. And now you fucked me over. Yeah. Well, yeah. It is what it is. Pess explains again that they aren't lying, uh, thinking that they would make, uh, thinking why would they make this up or think of something better. He points the gun at Pe- at Pest or at Pest, threatening if uh, if he says that word again, the alien then the alien screeches on the roof. Pest points behind Tonks, telling them telling him that there is something there. Hi hats turns around, the alien dropping from the ceiling. He demands Tonks to see what uh what that is, pointing the gun in his face when he doesn't want to. Tonks cautiously moves uh to the back of the car, it hiding in the darkness. He go he 
uh, as he's about to mention that there's nothing there, it grabs him, pinning him to the garage door and taking a bite from his throat. Hi-Hat uh, starts blasting at the creature as the rest of the boys run to the other direction. Moses asking Dennis if he has the key to his locker. While they are running, Hi-Hats continues shooting at the creature while stepping to, uh, stepping to it, killing it, yelling at Moses that he's going to get, he's going to get him killed. More shrieks from behind him. He makes a run, uh, he makes a run for it uh, back to his car. You know, another thing about this movie, this movie feels so grand, yet this movie is very contained. Yeah, like, the it has a really that, good balance. It really does. Like in the parking lot that they're in is their building's parking lot. Mm-hmm. They're just underground in the garage. Yeah, I had many moments where it felt like they were running across like they the were city. All but, over the city. Yeah, yeah, but you, you, it's easy to kind of check yourself and realize, like, no, they're just on the block. Right. You they're know? just on the block. They're they're just like moving around constantly throughout the block. Yep. And I think that's dope as shit. Because, like, yeah, I feel great. like us as kids, like, we were like this. It's, yeah, like, it, it feels like it's it's at such a large scale, even though you're just in your neighborhood. Like, that's right. all that matters. That's your entire world. Exactly. And, 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 and it's I think believable. that is so genius because us as kids, us thinking our neighborhood, like, we think, like, this is our world. Like, some of us didn't really even leave our neighborhood. Right, like we would leave to go to the grocery store and come right back, but like exactly w- that was mainly it. And we still even had like our corner stores and shit. Like I remember going to like my corner store in my hood, you know, and like yeah. picking up like Oreo packets and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Cut to the boys in another room trying to pry Moses's cuffs off. Pest um, commenting that he he was right about the invasion. Biggs mentions that the cops ha- uh, having tracking beacons. Jerome adding that they're they're fucked when they find the other cops' bodies. Um, Jerome felt oddly misplaced with this whole group for me. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, he just kind of felt like that uh, preppy kid who didn't have another set of friends. <laughs> you know, I can see that. I can see that. Like he had his glasses. He wore a polo as well. So I was just like, he just it's felt like that preppier kid who was just because I think that neighborhood. The approach that I felt this movie was taking was, you know, you open the movie with them being so aggressive, right? Bandana yeah. up, mugging a woman, then attacking and like a creature relentlessly. And it really tries to set the stage of like, these motherfuckers are violent, right? They're crazy. Yeah. And then it starts bringing you back. It's like, no, these are just kids. And like this kid right. just wear, like, wears glasses and a polo. And it really tries to take your first impression and make you realize like, these are just kids, man. And I think moments like this where he just all of a sudden puts his glasses on really reflects that. Right. That these are just children. Yeah. Pest uh, thinking that they are going to be too busy, too busy if if this invasion is happening all over the city. Moses's cuffs are finally off. He instructs him that they need to get off the streets and back to the block. Dennis agrees. Question him how how they are supposed to do that, though. They agree. They 
Oh, excuse me. They grab some other uh, motorbikes and start heading back to the block. One of the creatures jumps down and starts chasing them. Jerome and Big still on the bike. They, uh, they try running up some set of stairs, Jerome becoming too frightened and, fall, and falling back down the stairs. Biggs continues running, becoming pinned by two of the creatures. He ju- he jumps down to the to another set of stairs. The creature is following him. Dennis tries riding the moped down some stairs, but he fall but falls at the bottom. The creature right behind him. He quickly gets up and continues running. Pest almost gets decapitated while riding his bike, um, but uh, is able to ca- is crouch right on time. Biggs continues using his park parkour skills jumping inside of a trash can while pest jumps off uh, jumps off some stairs um falling down right in front of the creature he picks up his this was crazy to me he picks up his uh, his bike trying to hit it like he swings his bike <laughs> out. I'm just like where did this strength come from <laughs> like damn it's gnarly yeah. Man, Moses makes it to uh, to the flat, opening the door for Dennis to ride inside the building. He pounds on the elevator, yelling for them to take the stairs. Jerome bikes into the building. Moses asking about Biggs and and uh, Pest. They wait. They they wait with the door open. Pest running inside and coming to the door. It breaks. Um, it breaks through the glass, the bottom glass, biting his leg. He hits it with his, he hits it with his bat until it lets go. They all drag him away from the door as he screams in pain. Moses waits for a moment. The creature breaking through the door. Sam is in the same building running over to her flat, starting to panic when she, when she hears the boys approaching her. She tries quickly opening her door. Moses notices her and pushes, in, pushes his way inside. She runs into another room while the boys set up in their living room. They all ask about Biggs, Jerome getting getting ready to text him. Sam notices that her landline isn't there. She grabs a guitar to use as a weapon, demanding them to get out of her flat. They all look back at her, not, um, not taking her serious. She demands again. Moses telling her to calm down, th- um, this not being about her anymore. She threatens that they will, that she will scream if they come anywhere near her. Jerome <clears throat> explaining that there's an- there's other things to be scared of rather than them. Dennis remembers that she's a nurse, pest, uh, wanting her to help him. She wonders why they would think uh, she would help them after what they put her through. They argue that they aren't, um, that they aren't, or excuse me. Yeah, she mentioned something about their dogs, but I didn't write it down. Um, they argue that they aren't dogs, but they are aliens. She argues that they are, uh, that they aren't fucking aliens. Them commenting about her swearing too much. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they're like, God, uh, you swear too much. She's like, yeah, potty mouth. <laughs> that's so funny. That was great. That was amazing. I mean, she was like, she was with the shit. Like she was definitely trying to sound more intimidating than what she actually was. She's from the block. I mean, yeah, true. I love that later though when we we get uh Moses who's just like yo we wouldn't have attacked you if we would have known you was one of us kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I like that. I like that a lot. Even think- though she was like she's like oh well if, if I'm not like you would have attacked me. I mean, yeah, True that, why, that, but why also we attacked you. <laughs> yeah, but also it's like, you know, it's a realization. This is probably not the first time they made that mistake. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, in, in reality, if we would, if if Bruce would have been a little bit sooner, they probably he probably would have been the one they would have mugged because Bruce yeah, is from there, right? Yeah. Like he he was just there to pick up some weed, exactly. So Jerome explains that they are um 
Uh, Jerome explains that they are, are out there now, them being on the same side now. She tries um, running all, running for the phone. Moses grabs it first, telling her no feds. He explains that this block, uh, this, uh, this is the block, and they take care of the things their own way. She comments that he's joking, mentioning that she was going to call for help because Moses and Pest needs to go to the hospital, explaining that their wounds can get infected and it could kill them. Pest screams out, oh, fuck! Dennis commenting <laughs> that he's bleeding to death, wa- uh, wanting her to help help him moses reassures her that they aren't going to do anything wanting her to fix him cut to ron and brewis sitting on the couch stoned out of their minds exhaling at the same time uh brewis wonders if the kids are right and that this is an invasion causing the police to be out not wanting to be busted again ron questions him about being arrested brewis sharing that <laughs> that he left half of the of an ounce in his jeans and accidentally washed them. His mom's underwear coming out smelling like a skunk. His dad cutting him off his allowance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how Ron's just plays along. It's like, oh man, tough times. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce explains that he has to sell twice as much to make rent. Ron thinking, uh, remembering that he lived with his family. He and he does, but meant that in a more proverbial type of sense. Amazing, uh, amazing. I fucking love their dynamics so much. What an That's amazing funny. like the fact that like we have Bruce, who is like I wouldn't say a dweeb. He was just like this stoner dude who's like this rich kid. You could tell he's like a, some rich kid who just fucking smokes weed and he's yeah. like just chilling yeah he tells Bruce that uh that you got to do what you got to what you have to um having to put food on your table in a proverbial sense obviously he changes the subject back to the invasion believing it um it is the same aliens uh Excuse me. Believing that if it is the same aliens, it must be weak. Them having nothing to worry about since it died by a couple of kid by a few uh, group of kids. Back at Sam's flat, she cuts his pants his pant leg um, to reveal the wound. He mentions that he could just take his pants off, flirtatiously complimenting his boxers that he, uh, his boxers that he's wearing. My dude <laughs> was really trying to just get it in. Like, I'm just like she is beyond your age true that like although one thing i would like to note about jody whitaker she looks great she looks fantastic because jody whitaker currently is 40 years old and she looks she looks the same yeah does she she does she looks exactly the same like she i think she was uh one of the doctors in doctor who um, as well, I think she was the first female doctor in Doctor Who. I could be mistaken because I don't watch Doctor Who, but I believe that's right. Um, but she is, she's awesome. I fucking love her. I remember the first time I saw her and it was in Black Mirror. And when I saw her in an episode of Black Mirror, I was like, holy fucking shit, this chick can act. Like, God damn. <laughs> then I saw her in a show called Broadchurch. And she was like this mom or some shit in Broadchurch. And dude, like, fuck. Like, when I saw her in Broadchurch, I was like, oh my God. Like, this, she evokes so much emotion. And then I saw her in Attack the Block. And I was like, holy fuck. I can watch her do anything. I think she is a, like one of the most superb actors of this generation. 
Like, I'm not even fucking kidding. Like, she is so fucking good and has so much range. She could play any role she wants to. She was a cheating wife in Black Mirror. And I guess she was also a cheating wife in Broadchurch. Or no, 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 her husband. Her husband committed adultery in, in Broadchurch. But besides the point, I'm, I'm going too much on a tangent and like <laughs> just fanning way too hard right now. But good recognition. Jodie Whittaker, she's fucking dope. She's fucking amazing. And I don't, I don't think she's done anything necessarily for the States. So I think everything she's done, everything I've seen her in, she's always had her British accent, I guess. But yeah. Anyway, back to our regular schedule program. <laughs> Enough of us being uh, Jody Whitaker stance right now. <clears throat> she ignores him, asking if he's uh, if this hurts, pushing his foot back. He groans that it hurts. She moves it another way, uh, and I love it how she does it in more of like I know this is going to hurt type of way, <laughs> yeah. like her facial expression. Um, that hurting even more. She explains that he to- he told. Uh, he tore a few minor arteries and that he might have uh, a fracture, needing to get it treated before he loses too much blood. Moses commands her to do it, but she argues that she can't, not having the equipment nor the skill, only just graduating, mocking that she missed the class on, on alien bite wounds. She asks, um, she asks for him to pass her the cushion. Excuse me. He does it right away. She demands it again. He grabs it, handing it to her. She smashes it down on Pess le- on Pess's leg. Um, he groans for it not to take it out on him. <laughs> Jerome mentions that uh, she's. Jerome mentions that he's uh, seen her around, wondering how long she's lived there. She shares for a couple of months. He compliments her place. She acknowledges, claiming that she's thinking about moving. Pess asks why. She quickly comments that she doesn't like the area. Dennis questions her about it, uh, but it is short-lived when something bangs on the on the door. Moses commands Dennis to stay back, taking the bat, looking through the peephole. The creature jumps in view, screeching while opening its mouth. He opens the door to the living room, or excuse me, he closes the door into the living room, uh, telling the crew that he found them. Jerome doesn't understand how it found, how it found them. The alien continues banging on the door as they all ready up. It bursts into the room from a different location. Moses grabs the bat and, uh, or drops the bat and grabs the katana, striking it down on, with one swift motion, connecting with the nape of its neck. His friends all impress while Sam is shocked as they gather all around the corpse of the alien, Pest confirming that it isn't a dog toward her. The boys all co- um, comment about how it's, how black it is. Dennis bending down to touch it, his hand practically disappearing in its fur. Wow. This is fucking... I love... This yeah, I love video. that not only do we have like the katana and uh, there like aesthetically, but we see it used. And I feel like a lot of movies may fall in the trap of like having there for an aesthetic approach, right. but to actually use it and use it successfully. It's very satisfying. Extremely, extremely. That one yeah. swift blow was just fucking perfect. Jerome yeah. asks about where Sam ran off to. Sam is walking, walking rapidly down the hall, stopping when the lights, when the lights cut off and an alien continues shrieking and hissing down the hall. The gang all stand down the hall. She comes back to them wanting to go uh, wherever she goes. Dennis doesn't want her to come with them while Pess wants her to come, uh, since she's a nurse. <clears throat> 
Jerome recoups the, the logic, um, not wanting to stand around any, anymore, uh, with their, with these aliens continuing to shriek in the background. She introduces herself. Jerome and Pess follow suit while Dennis is still not happy about this. Jerome introduces Dennis and she already knows who Moses is. He tells her that, um, She's going to need a weapon while they start walking out of the door. She grabs a knife and follows them. Cut to a guy named Patrick looking at a, at a crime scene um, where, while a cop tells them to move along. He does. Meeting up with Hi-Hats, handing him a gun. Patrick and Beats are wondering what's going on. Hi-Hats just mentioning that something fucked up um, something fucked up is happening around there. Patrick thinking that they should chill out since all the cops are out, but Hi-Hats takes offense. He demands them to go to get into his car. They all just watch him until the demands until uh, he demands it again inside the car hi-hats sharing what happened to him almost colliding with another car while doing so i love this whole fucking moment because he's still blasting his song too and it's not even (laughs) even his car (laughs) no yeah it's only was in that too man i love that how consistent it was this is a catchy song too it is Patrick yeah. Patrick wonders if um if it was his was a dog but Hi-Hats doesn't care knowing that it died easily when he shot it his next target Moses um and his gang um turning up his music and repeating the lyrics but 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 snitching <laughs> Um, his next, or excuse me, Patrick and Beats show, throw on their seatbelts as they continue moving through the streets, back with Moses and, uh, uh, and the gang walking up the stairs of the complex. Pess mentions that Sam, uh, that, excuse me, mentions to Sam that she can get four years for carrying an offensive weapon. She responds that this situation is a bit different, but Pess doesn't believe that. She asks uh, where they are going. Jerome replies that they are going to Tia's flat. She doesn't understand why why they would be safer there. He bluntly says, "Quote unquote security gate." Okay, guess she's the only one with, with the security gate on her door. <laughs> so, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like, I mean that that definitely makes a lot of sense. I mean, I mean, same thing with my house, right? Like, I have shutters that I can close and from a remote or whatever. And a lot of people say, Oh yeah, if it was a zombie apocalypse, I'm going to be at your place. Um, (laughs) but it's interesting because of the fact that yes, this gate, but y'all just see this thing just burst through a wall. Like, do you really think a gate's just going to be like, all right, can't, can't bust through this. Yeah. It busted through a fucking wall. <laughs> I'm sure that's not going to hold it. Moses, knowing she uh, would be asking that question if she's seen those girls fight, Dennis' phones uh, phone buzzes. It being Biggs, they all celebrate that he's alive. Still inside the trash can, Biggs shouts that he's called them 50 times. <clears throat> upset that they didn't answer sooner. Dennis asks where he is, Biggs revealing that he's still in the same bin. The alien bangs on it. Um, he asks for them to come rescue him. Dennis explains that it isn't that simple. The alien's being all over the block, instructing him to, to call everyone and spread the word, telling them to, uh, to stay inside. The alien bangs on the can again, that being enough for Biggs. Cut to Dimple's phone ringing for, uh, from Biggs. She answers, she answers it as he frantically tells her to listen. He quickly tells her that they need backup but she can't understand him wanting him to calm down and speak slower he yells that he can't this being serious explaining that Moses and Dennis are headed to Tia's wanting her to call everyone she's uh, had enough handing the phone over to Tia but she doesn't 
Uh, but she also doesn't want to hear about it. Dimples is over the conversation, hanging the phone up. Cut to our little homies, Probs and Mayhem, um, rolling, uh, rolling and running down the hall. The crew shocked that they survived as they walk in from the other end. And I love how they're just like, oh shit, y'all, y'all made it. It's like <laughs> hella nonchalant. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's, I, that, I guess that's another complaint that I have with this flick is that they are quite nonchalant with the deaths that happen in this movie. And I'm just like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, are y'all really that surrounded by that much death or like, like you're just like hella just carefree about it. Yeah. I doubt it. Um, I doubt they are surrounded by death. I think it's, um, the ignorance of being young kids, right? They're, they're all kids. And, um, I think, I think as each generation goes on, I, I feel like kids are desensitized to death more and more. Of course, there's kids that are still going to be impacted by it, but I think it's not too much of a stretch to to think that. Sure, that's fair. Uh, Mayhem yells that they saw the aliens, them running right past them, showing off their weapons as the others burst bust out laughing, wanting to roll with them. Sam asks if the gun is real since he takes... Uh, since he looks about six, Mayhem correcting her that he's not actually, in fact, a nine and a half. And I love, I love Sam's reaction. She's like, "Is that real? What are you about six? I was like, oh, "This is great." Like, so I'm nine and a half. Dennis <laughs> argues about them not be about that not being a toy trying to pry the gun away from him. They struggle. Uh, they struggle with it a bit. Moses yelling for him to uh, go home. They make it to Tia's. They make it to Tia's, Dimple's not wanting them to come to come there, theorizing that someone is chasing them since they all have weapons. She doesn't want to get involved, but Tia allows them to come inside, reminding her that it's her house. They head inside, Jerome making sure that uh, to close the gate before before the door. Inside, Pest is looking out of the window, commenting about there being only one helicopter outside, it not even being military, confirming that this is only localized in their area. The rest of the girls don't believe them, while Dimples tries to rationalize why aliens would choose South London to invade. Dennis comments that it is uh, it is one that's looking for a fight. Pest knowing uh, they are coming for them, whether they are ready or not. <laughs> this, causes the, this causes Dimples to start singing Lauren Hill's smash hit, Ready enough. Here I come. You can't hide. <laughs> Sam cuts them off and telling them to uh, to listen to her, explaining that there's a dead one in her living room, allowing them to walk in, uh, walk right inside since there's no door anymore. The girls all joke and mock Moses, Moses dating his math teacher, Tia wondering how they met, Sam explaining that they mugged her earlier. They all wonder if, that, if that's true. Pest chimes in that they uh, that they did, but she's all fi- she's all fixed up his leg, and uh, they saved her from the alien, thinking that they are heroes. She mocks that this. <laughs> I love this. She mocks him um, that it was five of them and a knife against one woman, telling him to fuck off. Dennis argues that uh, it wasn't all that serious. Them not even touching her. Jerome adding that the blade was the uh, was to get it over with quickly. Them being just as scared. Interesting. I th- I think this is a great moment, and again, it kind of goes back to the conversation about these kids are just kids, and they don't realize the severity of the grasp of the situations they find themselves in. Um, right, right, right. Because you know they don't realize their intention is so easily readable, right? Like it's 
to them, it's like, yo, like, we weren't going to hurt you. It's just a scary tactic. That's just how things are. But they don't realize the severity of the grasp of that situation, especially like with the comment of five with a knife versus one woman. Um, right. And also even with this whole invasion, right? I, I it, They very much don't realize the grasp of the whole situation. Right. It's kind of like they are taking it in some way um, – almost kind of like a backhanded compliment in some ways yeah. where it's just like, we didn't even touch you, like relax. Like, you know, yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. if we wanted to hurt you, we would have hurt you kind of thing. But exactly. like, it's, it's interesting because of the fact that like, you're right. They don't understand the severity of what they're saying right now on what the situation she was just placed in. Like on mm-hmm. top of that, we, we get more context later when, um, she learns the real true age of Moses, him being yeah. 15. And she's like, you look older. Like for her, it's just like, these aren't a group of teens. They were like, these are older people trying to attack me right now. So, yeah. And I think for them, it's, this is their constant normal. They probably have always lived in on the block and this is just how it's always been. And to them, it's no big deal. Cause this is just how things are. Right. Yeah. Especially at, at such a young age. Definitely. Absolutely. T looks down at Moses, commenting about him having a blast, not knowing why he's always getting in trouble. Um, uh, Sam breaks up their argument, wanting to call the police, not thinking that they can do this on their own. Tia questions if she believes, uh, believes that the police is going to help them, adding that they won't arrest her, but they will arrest them. Mm. This was fucking deep, dude. Yeah. Like, the social commentaries in this movie also is still just fantastic, right? Yeah. Dennis throwing around the charges that they will get um, penned with, Moses finally speaks up, thinking that the feds are the ones um, behind this invasion, thinking that uh, possibly the government bred to kill black boys, explaining his reasoning that they first sent drugs, then guns, and now these aliens. Them speeding up the process to kill them off since they aren't killing each other fast enough. What a deep-ass fucking line. Like, yeah, I I thought this was uh, artfully placed in this movie, and absolutely, it, I'm glad it's in there because you know the reality of the situation is there's a lot of people that uh, feel this way. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and it's it's shocking, right? Like, it's really yeah. shocking that this is how this this moment comes about in this conversation where it's just like, they don't really have time to rest, but they think they're safe right now, but they don't really have a true time to rest. And I I found that to be just absolutely perfectly placed. The girls all bust out into laughter as Tia reminds him not to smoke in her house. Um, a remind, yeah, reminds pest not to smoke in, in, in her house and to do it by the window. He blames it on his pain relief and to ask nurse Sam, uh, she moves the curtain. Her face (laughs) drops to absolute fear asking the crew what that is standing outside the window they all jump up in terror as two aliens peer in with their glowing green mouths the girls run out dennis throws on his biking helmet pointing the gun at them moses not thinking uh, that he could take two take two on but he tries shooting them shooting at them anyway Revealing that the gun is in fact a toy gun. The creatures jump through the window, biting at, at his helmet as he screams for Moses' help. It continues biting down on his helmet until he's silenced. 
and his helmet flies off with blood splattered on top of it. That moment when you see the helmet fly across the living room, man, I, I, I just like these kids, I, I think I was finally brought into the reality of the situation because, like I had mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, practically these kids really. Yeah, exactly. They they were so confident and I guess cocky is a better word to describe it that you really felt like nothing can happen to them and right. then something did. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And it's crazy yep. that this isn't the last, right? Like Exactly. It's nuts. The girls call the girls call out to uh, Moses that that it's coming for uh, for him. Tia sticks up for him, breaking a lamp and shocking the creature. It chases her and dimples into a room while they beat the shit out of it. Moses is ready <laughs> is ready to work on the uh, on the one that took out Dennis, raising his sword uh, just so it could get stuck in the wall. It is about to it is about to go for Moses, but Sam stabs it through the chin, the blade going all the way through its head. Dimples is uh, dimples. Also, getting the final blow of the creature with an ice skate. Fucking great. This yeah. is fucking great. Um, this shit, though, is also really sad. Because, like, yeah, it is. the last words is, help me, Moses. Oh, fuck, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because Moses freezes up in this moment. And when he freezes up, it makes me think about like how how loyal everyone is to Moses. Yeah. It's a very impactful scene. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Cut to probs and Mayhem being approached by Hi-Hats, calling their weapons nice and asking who they're fighting. Mayhem says aliens. Hi-Hats wonders if, uh, if he's seen Moses. Probs um, asks who wants to know while, nervous, um, while uh, nervously staring at the gun pointed at his face. I had some lies that uh, he called them for backup and to help them fight the aliens off while uh, imitating gunshots. Asking where he uh, where he is again, they point up at Tia's blown out window. Back inside Tia's room as they all surround Dennis's dead body. And I like how only just a couple of people are crying right now. Like this is this is what I'm talking about where I'm just like they just seem so numb to death. <clears throat> Maybe they are. Maybe they are. Tia reminding him about the little alien uh, that they killed before uh, was a mistake. Dimples adding that they weren't going for them, they were going for Moses. Adding uh, uh, adding that everywhere he goes, bad things happen. Tia wanting them to stay away from them. The shrill from more aliens catch their attention. Moses looks out of the window with a tear rolling down his face. Everyone starts running out of the flat. Moses telling Sam that uh, she should she should leave because he doesn't want anyone else to die. Pest and Jerome aren't willing to uh, to leave his side, wanting to avenge Dennis's death. Hi-Hats comes through the elevator, immediately firing at Sam. Um, excuse me, immediately firing at them. Sam doesn't run, run right away, but the alien breaks through the gate, giving her the ability to run toward the gang. Hi-Hats, thinking that uh, this is an easy kill, steps up to the creature only for it to chase him back into the elevator with the other two. Except it makes it inside, leaving us with gunshots, growls, and screams. Meanwhile, Biggs is still in the trash can calling um, calling for Dennis, leaving leaving him a message that everyone has uh, has come to help, or yeah, everyone has come to help. But the cops have it on lockdown. He concludes that he doesn't have any credits left, morbidly signing off with, quote unquote, I'll see you on the other side. 
He peeks out of the bin, the creature jumping up and pushing the, pushing it around. Cut to the girls making it out of the tower. We check, we check on Bruis entering the tower, humming a tune, but stopping when he hears screaming gun, when he hears screaming and gunshots. He, he calls for the elevator, the door opening up to a massacre with hi hats being the only one standing bloodied. Holy fucking shit. This was great. Yeah, I think it's uh, the pacing of intensity has a really good like progression path, and it gradually is uh, more satisfying as you keep going through the movie. Absolutely, and it it, it also gradually gets more and more brutal. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like you build up to it; it's right. not super out of nowhere, right? Exactly. You're you're absolutely right about that. And I like that about this movie that you really build up to it. Like you can really tell where they were trying to position their budget as much as possible. Um yeah. which I think is fantastic. <clears throat> he tells Bruce that he uh that he better get the next elevator while walking past him. Bruce, um, who was absolutely scared shitless at this point, calls for the next elevator. And I also want to point out the detail here that when Bruce was walking in, the lights were coming on step by step. As Hi-Hats leaves, the lights shut off step by step. Interesting. I didn't get that. He runs inside the, the next elevator trying to catch his breath, as, um, but the elevator stops. The gang and Sam run inside the elevator. She frantically questions who that was. Pest quickly explains. She wonders why he's shooting at them. Jerome explains that uh, that uh, his friend's Tonks was killed by an alien, and he's been wrathful ab- about it. The alien, the alien bangs on the door. Bruce questions why the creature is c- chasing them and why there are dead people in the other elevator. Pest selects a floor. Bruce arguing that they need to go down. But Moses isn't going down since they are too many, too many things after him down there. Pest agreeing and explaining what's down there. Bruce understands, asking what, uh, where they are going. Moses suggests that they go to Ron's weed room since it's like pork knots. Meanwhile, Probs and Mayhem are out, are out hunting for some aliens, spotting them all climbing up the building. Our crew makes it to the 19th floor. Moses shouting, uh, shouting out that they need to go up to the end of the hall. Two aliens are down the hall, however. Jerome closes the elevator door, admitting that he wants to shoot them. They all are in, in agreement, running out and, li- and lighting, uh, pest fireworks. Uh, firing them off at them down the hall. The explosions accompanied by the shrieks of the creatures, Bruce quickly introduces himself to Sam, claiming that he ha- uh, was supposed to be at a house party, but now he's stuck there, wondering about her. She says that she lives there. <laughs> Best is ready for the, with the next set of fireworks. Moses sets out to, in the hallway. They light, they light his Roman candle, Turning, turning on the light in the hall. He instructs him to stay close as Pest continues firing off firecrackers as they move down the hall. Bruce holding the, uh, holding on to Jerome, thinking that, uh, there's one behind them, yelling for them to run as he runs past Jerome. And this also doesn't make sense for Jerome's character when Jerome was very much like, yo, let's leave. No, I'm not going to get, um, uh, Moses, all this, this and that, trying to stay safe as possible. Um, while still quote unquote helping his friends, but he turns around and goes the opposite direction in search of the sound. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It didn't make sense for me for his character. It just didn't yeah, make sense. I can see that. 
Pest calls out to Jerome. He looks back and can no longer spot his group. An alien snarls and shrieks as his friends continue calling for him at, um, and his location. Yet, he still doesn't call out to them. Instead, he runs into a wall, dropping his weapon into the smoke. He crawls on the ground, searching for his weapon, calling for Pest and Moses. Getting back to his feet, Jesse gets snatched up by a fucking creature. Dude! What yeah. are you doing? Man. Pest turns around, uh, calling out to Jerome, shouting for them to get the lights back on. He pulls out uh, his bat, sharing that he's going back. Moses gets gets the light back on, shouting that uh, more aliens are coming up the stairs. Pest con- uh, continues searching, Jerome grabbing his leg uh, with his... Uh, with his face slash gasping for help. The creatures, gr- uh, the creatures grab, or excuse me, the creature bites and drags him, causing Pest to fall to the ground. Sam grabs him, um, and pulls him back by his coat. He yells that they, that they took Jerome, um, swinging his bat, accidentally hitting Bruce in the face, not apologizing for it, calling out, <laughs> calling out for Moses to come, knowing that they'll, uh, they'll kill him. Oh, fuck. Bruce just couldn't catch a break. I agree, yeah. I mean, shout out to the Bruce's out there, but like, <laughs> I've never heard this name before until this movie, but yeah. Neither have I. <laughs> the, they continue running up the stairs, banging on Ron's door for him to open it. He cracks it, Moses telling him that they need to hide uh, in his weed room. Ron doesn't know about that, but they yell for him to oh, hurry up and not... Uh, not knowing that Hi-Hats is there with a gun pointing at them, or at Ron. He unlocks it for them. Hi-Hats has his gun pointed at Moses while Ron closes the door on the shrieking creatures. He reminds Moses that, uh, that he killed the little alien. Um, Moses doesn't, doesn't want any trouble, but Hi-Hats is pissed that he brought cops and an alien invasion to the block. An alien is behind him through the windows. Moses grabs his, his sword while everyone gasps and takes a step back. He tells Hi-Hats that it's behind him, but he thinks Moses is lying. He cocks his gun, claiming that the block is all, is for his uh, claiming the, that that block for his own, Moses drops his hands uh, off his handle, allowing the creatures to screech. Um, they all run in, into the weed room. The aliens bursting through the window, ripping um, hi hats to fucking shreds. Cut to them in the weed room. Moses regretting. Reg- I love actually real quick. I love how hi hats is just taken out so simply right here though. I yeah, like so that I was hoping you'd bring that up. Showdown. Yep. And uh, it looks great. <laughs> it does look great. Like ripping his yeah. nose and the whole nine. Like this looks awesome. And I love that this isn't our showdown, mainly because of the fact we didn't need this to be our showdown. We, like, yeah, we don't. I, yeah, we, you're absolutely right. Like, I was already a little irritated when I first watched this film. I was already a little irritated with the double storyline for Moses. In some ways, triple storyline. We had the cops after him. We had hi hats after him, and we had these aliens after him. So I was, I was a little irritated with that. But this was a great way f- for us to have payoff on that because it was just like this isn't this isn't important. Like, who gives a fuck about hi hats? And I feel yeah, like that's what think this that's, movie was talking about right here. Yeah, I think that's definitely the point. Uh, hi hats thinks it's his movie when it very much isn't, and that's the butt of the joke. Right, and uh, the feeling of everyone being against Moses, I think is very deliberate as well. Absolutely. Just to feel like the odds are against him, literally. Yeah, absolutely. Cut to them in the weed room. Moses regretting, uh, regret, 
uh, Moses regretting chasing after the first alien, mugging Sam, and taking drugs from hi hats, uh, wishing that he just went home and played FIFA. Bruh, <laughs> he admits that uh, that they didn't know Sam uh, lived on the block, and he wouldn't have mugged her if they knew. She questions if the if if it is okay to mug her if she, if she didn't live there. Pest cuts her off um, that he's trying to apologize to her, then proceeds to uh, to hit on her. <laughs> <laughs> asking her if she has a boyfriend he's like hey, I love you you got a boyfriend <laughs> uh, she claims end it, that, end it. <laughs> she claims that that she does he wonders where he is she responds that uh, uh, he's in Ghana helping children and I love he's like oh you got a black boyfriend <laughs> yeah. I love how Pest just acted like he was black like, that was yeah, like, that was so funny to me um, because everyone in the friend group was black so yeah. uh, he questions why he isn't helping children in Britain. Moses looks uh, looks and inspects the creature that he killed, noticing the white marks from the UV light. Um, he uh, it also being on his clothing and his hat. Bruce wondering if it's a, a pheromone. Um, wondering if one if uh, hold on, wondering if the one that he killed is a female and the other is a male. I think that's what I was trying to say. Theorizing how they travel, the female leaving a pheromone trail and the males following it to breed, comparing it to, uh, to moths and bees, bees, concluding that he's covered, he's covered in it. And if he were to take it, if he were to take his clothes off, it won't attract him. Um, or won't be attracted to him. Pest questions if he fancies Moses, wanting him to get naked. He assures him that he doesn't, then uh, hands him some papers that he was asking for to roll some weed up. Moses explains that everyone uh, everyone who touched him uh, have gotten killed, in- including the cops, wondering if he could lead them uh, somewhere he could blow them up since he killed the female wanting to finish uh, finish what he started. Cut to Probs and Mayhem looking over the alien that's waiting for Biggs. Probs aims the super soaker at it. Mayhem questions what if it jumps out on them. He instructs Mayhem to throw a firecracker, but Mayhem wonders what if, what happens if he misses. Probs answers that they'll run, but Mayhem questions um, what if it kills them. Prob argues that nobody's going to call him Mayhem if he keeps acting like this. <laughs> He definitely. I fucking love this moment. It's great, and he definitely doesn't say this. Like he definitely is just like he calls him a pussy. But like, yeah, this is a fantastic moment, and I love their dynamic so much. I love how often they are in this movie as well. Yeah, me too. Inside the bin with Biggs, he's on the phone with his mom, claiming that he's telling her the truth. The alien begins shrieking as the boys shoot it, uh, shoot it with the liquid. Biggs shares his I love you with his mom before hanging up the phone. He peeks out of the trash, the boys lighting a firework and setting the, the creature on fire, running down the steps uh, and running into the police. They both jump into the trash uh, with Biggs. He asks what they're, uh, what they're doing. They tell him about the police. He gives them props for burning the creature. Back inside the weed room, Bruce is checking checking Sam in the UV light, and making sure uh, none of them none none of the pheromones are on her. He tells her that she's good. She is better. Uh, she is betting her life that they are are right about this. Bruce admitting that he he would go out uh, there himself if he wasn't stoned. Pest agreeing the same. Okay, that's your reason. All right, cool. She takes a deep breath before talking uh, talking with Moses. He shares that she uh, needs to go. She needs to go one floor down to to uh, one nine one 
handing her a phone to call him in uh, when she gets in there. He asks Pest to hand over the, uh, the ring. He doesn't want he doesn't want to at first, but Moses tells him to give it to give it up. Handing it back to Sam, she thanks him, asking if he can out uh, if he can outrun them. How is he planning on getting out? He tells her not to worry about about him. She reassures him that he doesn't have to do this, but he believes that he does. Sam cautiously leaves out of the room, sticking on uh, sticking on or excuse me, sticking to the walls. Ron opens his bedroom door, asking if if. Uh, if it's safe out there, she shakes her head. She shakes her head no, and he uh, just wishes her luck before closing his door again. <laughs> He's like, "All right, then, good luck." <laughs> uh, the flat is filled with aliens as she continues cautiously moving past them. The creatures all growling at each other before one moves out of the way uh, out of the way of the door. Um, she she makes it to Moses's place. Uh, calling him once she's inside, asking if if she's sure nobody is there. She goes to turn on the light um, inside the living room. She questions who lives with him. Moses answers that it's just his uncle. She wonders where he is. He responds that he comes and goes, but mostly goes. She continues inside the flat, seeing a Spider-Man be- uh, bedspread, wondering if he has a little brother. He doesn't. She asks what. Uh, she asks about his age. He reveals that he's fifteen. She admits that he looks older. Moses thanks her. And this is such a beautiful moment for me. Yeah, where, I have to agree. I love that this is in this movie. Yeah, like you really get this very soft side of Moses. And like you just know that he's just a fucking kid. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, he's just a kid. And I, I feel like it was this moment right here where she completely forgave <laughs> him for anything. Absolutely. They begin prepping up with more fireworks um, and a backpack, quote-unquote. Uh, he instructs her to shut the hatch, lock the window, leave the front door uh, on the latch, turn on, uh, turn all the gas up, and get out of the block as fast as she can. She, do- she, does, uh, uh, she does what she's told and wishes him luck. He hangs up, Pess hyping him up uh, to kill all of the aliens while he in- has the female species on his back. Katana in hand and a firework in the other. This is one of the best let's go moments ever. Yeah, and it's perfect for a climax moment too. Man, it just felt great. Yes. Yes, it does. Like, this is fantastic. Like, the fucking yes, alien is. on his back looks great. He has the oh, katana yeah. and, like, the like the, sl- the slight zoom out. Oh, my God, this looks awesome. They knew exactly what they were doing, and when they were shooting, they were like, yeah, this is this just is as sick as we thought it would be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they were right. They were fucking right. They light yep. two fireworks into the room. Moses running out right behind them, jumping over the creatures as they chase after him. He moves down the hall in the most epic slow motion sequence in cinematic history. The creatures are close <laughs> behind as he takes the alien off his back and throws it inside his flat he goes to the window trying to light the firework as they are trapped in the kitchen letting it go blowing a piece of the building 
up and him jumping out of the window just in fucking time. The crowd below all scream and flinch as they look up at the building. The girls spot Moses handing, hanging on to a British flag, which was an amazing touch. He pulls himself back up with all his strength that he could muster, even with a missing shoe, climbing back inside someone's balcony and then we cut directly to Ron, Pest, and Brewis walking down into the hall, stopping when they see something coming toward them through the smoke. Brewis thinking that it's more monsters, but it's not. It's the police demanding for them to get on the ground and more police wait as the elevator stops on the garage level demanding Moses to drop his weapon and put his hands on his head and he does so as he stands right in front of the massacred bodies and the alien that happened earlier. I also add, I love the melancholy you can see in his, in his expression. It very much, he knows he's in a situation that he can't escape, even though he did something so heroic. Exactly. They're evacuating everyone from the building at this point, but they have Pest, Ron, and Brewis in handcuffs. They bring out Moses, Pest yelling that he saved the planet, Tia calling out to him, uh, from, Excuse me. Tia calling out to him for him to call her uh, so she can get him some help. Biggs comes out uh, calling out. Uh, Biggs comes out calling out to Moses, arguing that the cops, um, the cops always arrest the wrong people, calling him a, he a hero. Another cop brings Sam over to the superintendent. She explains that they they were attacked, pointing to the gang. The cop asking if she can confirm that it was them. She looks at Moses, claiming that she uh, she knows them. They're her neighbors, and they protected her tonight. Biggs gets the crowd to start uh, cheering and shouting Moses' name. Pess uh, sitting across from him in the, in the police van, telling him if he can hear that. Knowing that it's for him, they share a smile, then credits. This movie fucking rolls, dude. It's a banger. It's a banger! <laughs> dude. I love this moment. You know, normally I could find this moment to be a little cringe in some movies and I just really love it here. I think it's it's great to for him to get that validation and not only for him and the audience to know that he gets that validation. It's 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 just a really good note to end off on and hopefully he gets released and you know not arrested after everyone saying that he was a hero and you know and, he saved the day. And that's why I love this moment right here because of that. Because yeah. he technically isn't out of the woods yet. Exactly. Like, he's like going to fucking jail right now. <laughs> like, so, yeah. like, I love that. I love that, like, he's still going to jail. Um, I mean, it sucks that he's going to jail because he is a hero, right? But, like, at the same time, like, it, it's not an entirely happy ending. It's just like the hood has his back kind of thing. Exactly, and I think that's yeah. really fucking cool. Yeah. But I got some movie facts for us. Yep. Movie food. <gasps> when doing research for the film, Joe Cornish asked uh, one of the girls, what would you think of this creature if you found it? The girl said, I wouldn't touch it. Don't want to get chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> the quote went straight into the script. Many lines were uh, taken directly from research. That's that awesome. is so funny. And I'm glad to hear that. Writer and director Joe Cornish has stated that watching signs and imagining what would happen if it took place in South London was an inspiration for Attack the Block. That's a great avenue to take uh, inspiration from. I and agree. I mean, clearly it works well because look at what we got. Exactly. Writer-director Joe Cornish has stated um, that... Oh, excuse me. Uh, 
let me go down to this one. Members of the gang compare the film's aliens to, uh, to various fa- fantastical creatures, all British in, in origin, namely Dobby, the house elf from J.K. Rowling's series Harry Potter novels, Golem from the works of J.R.R. Tolkien, and Gremlins, who, while they are... Uh, now best known for the two American films by Joe Dante, where bo- uh, were born out of the imagination of RAF uh, fighter pilots during World War II, and were initially popularized by author uh, Rohal Dahl in his first novel. That's pretty. That's cool. awesome. I, I I definitely noticed some of those moments sprinkled throughout the film. Very true. Yeah. In this movie, Nick Frost still wears his long hair that he grew out for the for his previous film that he filmed called Paul, which was another <laughs> alien movie. Have you what seen you that know? movie, Paul? No, I haven't. That movie is actually really funny. Uh, yeah. I think. I th- yeah, I think it's about this alien that crashes on on Earth or whatever, and it's with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, but Seth Rogen is the alien. Oh my and, goodness, I can't even imagine. Yeah, dude. So yeah, it's 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 really funny. Um, the film was pretty much shot in chronological order. That's really cool. That's really cool to hear. Yeah. All right, last one here. Joe Cornish was very keen that only hi-hats used guns. He, uh, he's the genuine villain, the only villain. He's the only guy who shoots anyone. If he puts guns in his hands of uh, other characters, it would become a whole different film. Wow. Much Interesting to that. say that he's the only villain. Because yeah. um, that means um, the aliens are not seen as villains, you know? Right. But very great comment. Yeah, and very great comment about saying if, you know, other characters had guns, it'd become a different movie altogether. I agree. Very much agree. Man, what a flick, though. But we definitely want to keep this conversation going. (laughs) Great choice by our ghoulish knights. Y'all did not let me down. 100%. I'm, like, really excited for what they're going to choose for next month now <laughs> because this yeah, is such too. a good choice. Like, holy shit, you guys. Seriously, thank y'all so much for choosing this flick. Once again, if you would like to uh, keep this conversation going, you can do so over on our Discord, or you can head over to our Twitter, at Nightlight underscore pod. That's Night with a K. Um, we definitely want to keep this conversation going for sure, and we are going to keep this conversation going, actually, in our um our companion show on Patreon, which is our Patreon exclusive companion show, um, uh, Midnight Hour. But this, oh shit, before I even get to that point, next month is a David ass month, y'all. I'm fucking telling it right now. Next month is all found footage ghost month. I am ready. Coined. Perfect. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Which I ain't are, afraid of no ghosts. I, you know, I I I, I should change it because it's not entirely ghosts. So it's it's. I'll say found footage paranormal month. How about that? Found footage paranormal month. But music to my ears. The next flick that we're starting with is the flick that actually started it all for our boy David here. Paranormal activity. <laughs> I am ready, man. I haven't seen that in a bit. Dude, 
and my wife might join us on this episode even which i'm oh, that's very exciting. excited about that's so, i really hope that happens i hope it happens as well hopefully we can get a sitter and all this actually comes to fruition so that would be great but this was nightlight a horror movie podcast i was one of your hosts prince also known as head knights alongside me we had david Stay spooky, everyone. Always and forever, also known as Nightly. With your help, we can reach more Ghoulish Nights with your recommendation to someone who would actually enjoy this show. If your podcast app allows you to rate our show, please consider giving us a five-star rating as it does help us out an absolute ton. For extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? K. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.